sub squad and welcome back to another episode of the self-love squad sessions with me kelly if you're new here welcome to the squad welcome to the fam like i said my name is kelly and this is the podcast extension of my instagram page the self-love squad that's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad and both platforms are a safe space for anyone on a self-love journey On this podcast, I talk about my musings as a fat, black, queer woman who is in alcohol recovery, learning what it means to love herself. Now, as I am an adult, this is an adult podcast, and I will at times be talking about very sensitive topics. So please, please, please make sure you wear headphones if you're at work or around small children. This week, we're going to be talking about the practice and importance of pruning. So grab your favorite non-alcoholic beverage and a snack, and let's jump right into this week's episode. Surprise, motherfuckers! Guess who is back with a new episode long time no talk i love and miss each and every one of you and thank you if you're new for tuning in to the latest episode of the self-love squad sessions with me kelly so just a little housekeeping y'all are gonna hear the ac blasting and y'all just gonna have to deal with it because it is hotter than the devil's pussy outside like Oh my fucking god, I just read an article that people in Arizona are getting like second and third degree burns from falling on the asphalt because this is their almost 30th consecutive day of temperatures at like 110, 115. Like literally, like the devil is hot boxing the country. Like I don't know what is going on. So yes, yeah, so just some housekeeping. Y'all will have to, to deal with that. So... Y'all, all, y- y'all know, y'all know. Well, first of all, first of all, I'm a little rusty. It's been a minute. It's been a hot fucking minute since we've talked. How are you doing? I want to know how you're doing. Talk to me, baby. What's good? Oh my God, this man's whole fucking penis is out. Lord, uh, <laughs> the fuck? I was not expecting that. Okay, so I was going to ask you how you're doing, but I guess I need to give context. Y'all know a bitch loves setting the scene, so... I'm in Deep Ellum right now uh, for my non-Dallas babies. That is like an ethnically centric part of of Dallas. So it's slightly gentrified, but not quite. I'm actually about to take a improv class at Dallas Comedy Club, which is where I was a part of my first storytelling show, storytelling comedy show a couple months back. So I'm in the parking lot killing some time. And I just was like, you know what? It's been a long time since I've just had over an hour in my car to just be. Is this girl about to throw up? What is part? What is happening? There's just so much going on. There's so much happening. I, I'm like never down here. So this is just a sensory overload. But yeah, anyway, so I have some time to kill. And I was like, you know what? I need to talk to the homies. I've got a lot on my chest and I'm not just talking about my titties. So first and foremost... Uh, a man was jogging and literally his pants were falling down. Now, I don't think he was like purposely flashing us. And by us, I mean me and the people of the Bellum. I just think that his pants are too big. Maybe he's lost some weight. Who knows? But I definitely just saw like the top of his little pee pee. And, uh, well, I don't know if it's little, but 
Anyway, I saw more than I wanted to. And then two seconds ago, a car just drove by because I'm on um, like a one-way street right now and like in the parking lot. And homegirl was like, had her whole torso just out the window. Like, and, but she was laughing. So I guess she was fine. I thought maybe she's drunk. But girl, it's only 640. You're already shit-faced. Then again, I can't really talk considering my history of alcohol use. So, so yeah. So the last like 10 minutes has just been a hodgepodge of fuckery. But that's not what I wanted to talk to you today about. I know this is not the normal soothing, calming uh, setting that I that I have, but I feel like this is so retro for us, you know? Like, um, the first season, if you will, of this podcast, I exclusively recorded like this. I had my phone, just like I have it now, um, you know, on my steering wheel, balanced, being held by the grace of God and, and nothing else. And I would just try to kill time after work. I would just, you know, go drive to the rec center where I used to work out. Or I would stay late after work in the parking lot. Or I would go to Target. Just so that I could avoid going home. Just so that I could prolong uh, going back to that toxic living environment. And, um, I don't know. Just having all this time to kill and knowing I was going to sit in my car. I thought about, like, oh, well... It's not too, too hot right now. It's only like 95. Um, I could probably go for a little walk, you know, get a little exercise in because I haven't really gone for a walk outside since the whole Jeffrey thing, which I also have not talked about on here. So uh, there are a lot of things I want to I want to talk about and touch on and catch up on. Um, but yeah, but I just felt like doing this podcast episode now, today, in this fashion just felt very very much like coming home to myself coming home to us so so yeah so first let's just kick things off with the jeffrey situation so if you follow me on instagram or you actually know me in real life and you're friends with me on facebook you would know that in june i decided for pride that i would commit to a 30-day walking challenge where i would do 30 day 30 minutes of walking for 30 days kind of to mirror what the trevor project does for pride where i think it's like you walk 500 miles and they donate money and you raise money for the trevor project which is which is an lgbtq youth nonprofit, and they do great amazing work you should definitely support them um but at the time i did not have a pedometer or any way to accurately you know track my steps so i figured this was a lot more manageable plus i i go through these periods of extreme intense activity and then nothing but being sedentary for like months and then I go back to being active and then I'm sedentary for months so I didn't want to commit to something that I thought was unattainable that I thought was unachievable so the first I don't know five days were magnanimous y'all I was feeling good in my body I was moving and grooving I had a dope playlist because y'all know I am the queen of playlists and more importantly I was getting outside and it wasn't too too hot yet here in Texas so I mean I think the hottest was like that Saturday I walked and it was like 95 degrees out and I was like okay we have to get our walks in before it gets to 10 a.m because it's too fucking hot but for the most part I was walking before work so I was getting like a good 70 75 degrees 
for 30 minutes you know the sun was starting to come up as i was starting to go back in the house like it was a win-win and i really was feeling the um mental health benefits of getting fresh air of being outside because normally the only time i'm outside is if i'm partying outside with friends or i'm walking to and from my car to get in a building whether it's work whether it's kroger whether it's target whether it's my house whether it's you know whatever and so on day seven i was with a friend of mine and we were going for my morning walk and we were coming back. So what I would do is I would walk like 15 minutes up the street and then turn around and walk home, right? So 30 minutes. And so we were making our return trip and across the street, like, you know when you just feel like something's watching you? If you have a cat, you know that feeling because I feel that literally every single night and it's normally just being, being a creeper at the end of the bed. But I felt like someone was watching me as I turned to my friend and I was like, hey, dude, I'm being, we're being watched. He was like, no, you're being like paranoid. Just keep walking. And I kept walking. And I, I looked at the guy, who's the guy across the street. And he was like staring at me, like just with crazy eyes. And then he like double checks the street, you know, looks both ways and proceeds to cross directly at us. So now I'm like, oh, fuck, I think he's coming towards us. So we keep walking and my friend had gotten ahead of me and I was kind of behind and I turn around and I realized homeboy is like hella close to me. Like he's getting hella close. So I book it. I book it. And I run to my friend and I'm like, dude, that guy is following me. us. If I hadn't turned around, he probably would have grabbed me and you wouldn't have even known because you're, you know, not paying attention and so my friend was like okay like you get ahead of me and I'm gonna like put a barrier between you and the guy so the guy keeps trying to basically pass my friend to get to me like he keeps trying to like pass my friend and then every time my friend like turns around to confront him he pretends like that like he's not trying to walk towards me And that was part of the reason how I knew, like, oh, he's actually, like, actively trying to get to me. Is it wasn't just, like, oh, he realized he was going the wrong way to his friend's house. And so he crossed the street, you know, and then just kept walking. It was very obvious that, like, once he realized he was being caught, he would pretend to, like, look at a bush or look at a tree or something, like, sketchy like that. So we keep walking and we get to my street and at this point I'm running and my friend is walking really fucking fast and the guy's keeping pace with us and so now I'm scared because I'm like I don't want the guy to know where I live but I also want to get home I want to get in the safety of my house we're on a residential street we're not on you know a commercial street where I can just run into a building and be safe from him you know that kind of thing so we get to the corner of my street and there's a large apartment complex and I'm like okay I run around the corner and I just hide behind the corner like I can't get in the gate because at at a point the gate was open like the the gate to the parking lot was open and I thought about running in the gate but then I was like how would I get out I don't know this property what if he traps me somewhere like what if this is what he wants like you know I need to be able to run to scream to get help so I hide basically behind this wall and my friend comes he, he sees where I am and he kind of positions himself between where I am and the street. 
like, but he's in the parking lot. Does that make sense? And so the guy tries to come around my friend. My friend's like, dude, back up. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. And the guy, I guess, I don't know if he sees me or whatever. But he literally, like, keeps trying to go around my friend to get to me. My friend's like, dude, keep fucking walking. Keep walking. So finally the guy walks, but he walks down my street. So now I'm like, fuck, okay, he has the the right street. Like, he knows which street I live on. So we wait for him to get a little bit further. At this point, I'm literally on the precipice of peeing my fucking pants, okay? I am literally terrified. So we wait for him to get further down the street, and we, like, quietly walk, like, walk behind him, right? We're walking, we're walking, we're walking. And then the way that my apartment is set up is there's like multiple gates there's multiple points of entry so my friend was like let's not go on the gate that actually leads to your to your unit because he might see you and then he'll know what unit you live in let's take the first gate that we come across and walk through the back side of, of the of the property i'm like genius so we slip in the gate we walk through the back side and literally every other door it's like a woman getting out to walk her dog sometimes they're alone sometimes they're not and so we are alerting everyone hey there's a crazy man like be careful blah 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 blah. so we get to my unit i'm visibly shaken up and i'm like i don't know if i should call the police like i don't know what i should do and my friend's like well i don't think they'll really do much because technically he didn't actually touch you but he did try to approach you but technically that's not against the law and like he never grabbed you or like tried to grab you so I wouldn't you know I wouldn't call the police right now I would just kind of go to work and then we'll figure it out when you get back home and I'll meet you back here Uh, I was like okay because my friend was staying with me and so I basically get so nervous that I end up getting the nervous poops if you know you know if you don't how does it feel to be God's favorite and I ended up being late for work. So it's nine o'clock, right? So at this point, for context, I normally would walk at six o'clock in the morning and be back by 6.30 to leave my house by 8.30, 8.45 to be to work at night. I live and work down the street. And for some reason that day, we were late. I was late on my walk. I think it's one because there was a dead cat in the street and I was honestly going through the grieving process of thinking that that might be the cat I saw literally two nights before and we tried to catch it because we thought it belonged to a lady who had a missing cat sign but when she said it wasn't her cat we let the cat go but the cat kept trying to get in my apartment but I didn't have the funds the resources to do anything about it and it was like one o'clock in the morning and so here my friend and I are grieving because we're like fuck was that the cat like did we basically not do what we needed to do and now the cat is dead then also i was out of energy drinks and you know my newest addiction is caffeine and so i had made him run to racetrack real quick which is a a gas station here and go get some fucking caffeine ain't no way a bitch is getting through a walk without caffeine okay so by the time we get home it's like 7 7 30 okay context this is important so it's like 9 9 15 my friend is like look I'm going to my doctor's appointment um text me when you go to work if you're still home I'll come back but like you're running late you really should go to work like you're already 15 minutes late you need to call your boss I'm like okay but I don't want to call my boss and be like hey I have the shit sorry I'm late to work like you know I just was gonna figure it out five minutes after my friend leaves he calls me he's like do not go to work lock the doors close the windows like 
go stay away from the doors and the windows. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, dude, I see him. So now we're talking like two fucking hours later. He goes, you won't guess what he's doing. I'm like, oh, fuck, what is he doing? He's like, he's waiting outside of the apartment complex where you hid. And he's like looking through the building. That's like the leasing office is right there on the street. He's like, he's looking through the building. He's like looking at every car that comes through. I think he's fucking looking for you. So now he's stalking me. And my first instinct is like, thank God that he doesn't actually know like where I actually live. But at the same time, he does know the street and all it will take is like one time of me like accidentally, you know, fucking um, getting in my car and he sees me, you know, or one time like accident. You know what I'm saying? Like he does know my street and now he's lingering on my street. So now I am like frozen with fear. I start crying. I call my boss to tell her what's going on and she's like okay great well just just let me know when the cops get there let me know if you can work today from home you can get your laptop I'm like girl the lack of empathy it's lacking bitch okay the empathy is lacking so I call 911 I tell her what happened I'm like look he's been here now for like two hours you need to please get here like he's stalking me I don't know what to do so the 911 is like, well, because it's an active stalking situation, at that point we had photos, my friend took photos, they were like, Dallas police was like, okay, great, we'll be there soon. Bitch. Bitch. I don't know if maybe it's just because I'm a Yankee, maybe it's because I'm from the East Coast. Soon to me is less than 15 minutes in an emergency, okay? Five if you're bleeding. They came eight hours fucking later. And what's more upsetting is not that they came eight hours later, but that literally my friend saw this guy like four times when he came back from the doctor's appointment. When he'd left um, to go to work for real, I saw him out my window twice. Cops still hadn't shown up the first time. Okay, and so finally at like... 4 30 5 o'clock the cops show up they did send a really hot lesbian cop so i kind of forgive them for that she was really cute um but they send the cops over and i tell them what happened i tell them i'm scared i've been locked in my apartment all day i'm terrified yada 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 and they're nice which it which is a reprieve because being fat and black in texas i feel like and a woman i feel like my safety is just not taken care of my safety is just not respected and I've had a couple instances with law enforcement here where I've never had, you know, anything knock on wood, knock on the pleather of my Kia, but I've never had a situation where I was the victim and I got turned into the perpetrator just because I'm black or fat. I've never had that. And I know people who have. And that is so heartbreaking and so terrifying. But even in instances like this, my safety is just never prioritized. And I know there was that recent story about the girl who lied about being kidnapped. And I think, you know, I I think about that story when it comes to mind, because like a lot of the time for people of color, it's like one, one incident is used to paint all of us in a negative light, never to paint all of us in a positive light. So like if a black person like won the Nobel Peace Prize, 
all black people would not be labeled peaceful or or strategic or great leaders but if one black person and this is you know why the term black on black violence is even a thing if one black person kills another person then all black people are murderous if one black person robs all black people have the capacity to be thieves right and so like in a time and in a world where so many black women are literally missing from being sex trafficked murdered what have you we finally get media attention and the bitch is fucking lying right and so here i am literally scared shitless i mean i i didn't sit down the whole eight hours i was waiting for the cops i was so fucking terrified and so when they come they're like okay like they're listening to my story they're like oh no that's so sad do you have pictures i'm like oh yes my friend is out here turning into the fucking um you know philadelphia inquirer with his paparazzi photos like he is fucking killing it every time he goes to his car and it's weird because it's like the guy either doesn't see my friend or he doesn't remember like he's that that shit crazy that he doesn't remember him but he's not approaching him at all my friend is getting these really good pictures of the guy with his like full frame with his face with his outfit with you know everything like that and so the cops look at the picture and they look at each other and they're like is that jeffrey not the motherfucker being on a first name basis with law enforcement why is this man on the street like the madonna of organized crime like how are you on a first fucking name basis with law enforcement and you just out here roaming the dallas streets like a fucking stray cat like how are you on the street how how is someone who is who is that well familiarized with crime just out and about right and so i'm like who the fuck is jeffrey and the cops are like oh yeah it's this guy that we keep having problems with he like tends to assault and rape and like stab women he hasn't killed anyone yet but um you know he's he's been charged a few times and i'm sitting there like is this supposed to comfort me bitch because it's not working it's not working okay intention versus impact this is not curing any fear i had so they're like yeah okay well the good news is because this guy has priors if we see him we can take him in, book him, you know, because we have reasonable doubt, and fingerprint him and see if he is, in fact, Jeffrey. Okay, cool. Still don't understand how he can rape and stab people and still be on the street. But now I'm like, okay, you know, when it first happened, when the shit first went down, I just thought, you know, maybe he was crazy and he saw how fat my ass looked in my biker shorts he was just trying to cop a feel not saying that's right not saying that's okay but like this man has the potential to sexually assault and murder me that just took this shit from like a six to a ten on the fear scale so they're like yeah we're gonna take a couple loops around and we'll call you okay fast forward two weeks later my friends first of all my community rallied around me it was a beautiful thing to see especially the men in my community rally around me hold space for me like be there with me help me some people stayed with me i had to park my car in a different spot i had to get help getting groceries i like couldn't come home before dark alone i had to have people come with me um so thank you to my community that rallied with me but over the course of two weeks 
I saw him or my friends would see him all the fucking time and we would call the cops every time and they would never show up. And what frustrated me the most wasn't that they just weren't catching him and I knew what he was capable of now, but it's the fact that one time we called and I guess I didn't explain the story clearly enough. So the 911 operator accidentally told the cops that I had been actively assaulted. You know they showed it to my house in five minutes? Five minutes. And so when I told the cop, oh no, I think, you know, they misunderstood. This is what happened. They were, they left. They didn't, they didn't give me a report. Mind you, I never got an incident report. I asked for one. I've called. Oh, they didn't, um, the officers didn't file a police report. So there's no documentation that this man even, other than the 911 calls, there's no documentation that this happened. God forbid something happens to me. There's no paper trail for me to protect myself. And that was that. And so then it's been like a month that I haven't seen him. But one of the lasting impacts of that, obviously aside from the fact that I basically stopped working out again, is how some people that I did expect to hold space for me, that I did expect to have my back, ended up giving me this very racially toxic um, rhetoric of like, don't be the victim, be a strong black woman. And I want to unpack that next. Alright y'all, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can catch me after the episode where the fun and magic really happen on Instagram at the Self Love Squad. That's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad. Alright, I'll see you next time. Love you. Bye.